0: Your presentation welcome back to another untitled movie review i am one of your hosts matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes but he is tomato meter approved eric marchin
1: Womack stop getting so intense mm. you need to like just like cut down on the dark flocks
0: <laughs> today we are reviewing joseph kaczynski having a good month his new movie spiderhead starring chris hemsworth miles teller and journey smollett uh it is playing on netflix on june 17th uh man busy man that kaczynski You know, had Top Gun Maverick just what feels like yesterday, but was a couple weeks now. And it's like third or fourth week, just absolutely smashing the box office and now he has a new Netflix movie written by Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick. I should mention that because I'm sure we will talk about them oh yeah uh, we are they are, they are the writers of Deadpool and life. La- life and and other things and uh, Zombieland right was yeah, that I think yeah. so yeah yeah yeah
1: and then Joseph Kaczynski also just sold his formula uh, racing movie yeah to Apple. that I'm
0: pumped for that I'm pumped for it's the whole team from Top Gun Maverick coming back it's basically. just his remake of it's D- like, Days of Thunder yeah yeah, which is awesome except it has brad pitt and yeah. like it's just but the whole team from top gun mavericks coming back and they want to do for f1 what they did for we're just going to talk about top Gun Maverick.
1: well it's anyway, hard not so, to when you yeah. also have like claudio miranda who's um joseph kaczynski's regular cinematographer who also shot this working on spiderhead as well and the best way to sum up spiderhead, What if Alex Garland, but dumber and broier?
0: You said that after the movie, and I was like, Eric, you fucking nailed it. It's just like, if you made an Alex Garland movie for Netflix audiences, and like, that's not an insult. I watch Netflix all the time, and I just feel like, yeah, there's a place for dumbed down sci fi that is trying to be smart, but not necessarily trying to be smart, but sounds smart, but isn't smart, but then sounds really dumb. And like, anyways, we'll get right into it. But like, I think we both had a pretty good time with this movie, even though it's campy, it's probably not good. um, But it's slickness and it's commitment from its cast uh, to deliver some of the most ridiculous dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Um it's ridiculous premise oh, he got like, dark and
1: flocks. like
0: hem, <laughs> Hemsworth just absolutely committing to playing like this fun douchebag um I just I had a pretty good time with this movie He's
1: a pharma was, bro basically yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's it's one of those movies that like you're watching it and I mean when you see the guys that who wrote uh, you know Deadpool and yeah. Life you kind of get a sense oh there's going to be this satirical self-aware winking at the camera thing and they're little is,
0: juvenile, little yeah.
1: There is that in this, but it is toned down quite a bit. And I think kind of what complements it or at least dilutes it a little bit is that Joseph Kaczynski is treating the material somewhat Seriously, and that he's shooting and making a movie that is as slick and well made and polished as anything else he's done so far, just with you know more dad rock in the soundtrack. And you're watching this thing and you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, single location kind of heady thriller. sci-fi-esque a little bit that's kind of like the medicated version of the prisoner the 60s series without any real supernatural element and also kind of looking at the ethical ramifications of how pharmaceutical uh, companies treat others especially those uh, they can control specifically prisoners. And so yeah. they're doing this research testing on this new drug to see if it'll work and the variations on uh, other medications. And through the process, we see uh, Chris Hemsworth, who is literally playing. He's so good at either playing assholes or himbos. And here he plays an asshole himbo with glasses. <laughs> yeah. And what's fun about this performance. A genius, is that,
0: Eric. He's a genius. He truly okay? is a genius.
1: He <laughs> (laughs) chews up the scenery like there is no tomorrow and again like you would think oh is he gonna do the kind of like ryan reynolds where he's you know breaking the fourth wall or you know the 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 script does kind of like a a plot reveal or twist halfway through the movie that kind of changes your perspective
0: which it it does
1: it it (laughs) does but it doesn't do it in a way that is like unexpected or really kind of like how we got you it's like we kind of knew this was coming a mile away. Uh, There's specifically one... Miles Teller away. Um, sure, with Miles yeah. Teller kind of being the anti-hero protagonist type, who is also still somewhat redeemable, um, being one of the main test subjects, who kind of is also somewhat on friendly terms at first with Chris, Hemsworth's character. He also um, has affections towards uh, journey Smollett's character. Who's new at the place and is on sort of kitchen duties and kind of, you see them having a nice kind of flirtatious back and forth and mm-hmm. him being also a little bit hesitant to go any further because of past relationships and how that's all explored in backstory. Yeah. But yeah, basically if you've seen ex machina or annihilation or even you mentioned, you know, the movie fresh where yeah. like, you're in this single location that's all kind of
0: compound yeah
1: hermetically sealed off from the rest of the world and as this is going on and nobody else knows about it and you know like it's kind of with a charismatic
0: psychopath yeah who's a master
1: manipulator of everybody that's there and sometimes it can be very funny when you see these characters on you know these these various uh, vials of medication that are in the Moby packs, uh, which I couldn't stop thinking about the electronic artist Moby um, and Mo-
0: Mobius.
1: Yes, um, the, the Mobius strip. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's kind of. It's, it's hard to take serious and I don't think yeah. it necessarily wants you to completely take it serious. But, I agree. That's but it what is I've been jarring as well because yeah. it is based on a, a, an article that was published in the New Yorker and then you see the logo, yeah. the New Yorker at the beginning of this movie and you're like, we, Audible what?
0: laughter <laughs> in our theater. There was audible laughter because I don't think anyone expected it because I, I guess people who are familiar with the, the story that was in the New Yorker would probably know this. but Yeah, George I, Sanders I, article. I, yeah. I, I was not. So when that New Yorker article popped up, I had a good chuckled much like other people in the theater and yeah i'm with you i've been struggling over the last couple days to go are they in on this or are are they playing it straight like are they trying to make a heady sci-fi thriller like psychological thriller or something prison thriller that like or it are they kind of in on the joke and i know Rhett reese and paul werner are those guys that it, they oh, probably Wernick. are yeah. Wernick, Wernick yeah. sorry yeah. um Uh, They are probably in on the joke. Maybe they're not doing it, like you said, to the Deadpool extent of like being so self aware of it. But I feel like with the music choices, with the names of these drugs, with some of the things that are happening, like they have to be in on the joke a little bit. But because it almost seems like they're not, it makes the movie more enjoyable. When Miles Teller is delivering dialogue like he's trying to win a goddamn Academy Award, but he's saying the word darken flocks. it's. just like, you almost got darkened flocks. Yeah, it's so funny. And there are multiple moments throughout the movie where there are these other drugs with these really silly names and stuff like that that are so on the nose or like just the the laziest, dumbest names. And some of the dialogue is just the worst stuff I've ever heard, but it's delivered with such like conviction, like, it, it, conviction that it, it commits so heavily to it that it, it kind of works in a weird way. Like it feels campy, but then it kind of goes in that fast and furious territory of like, everyone involved is taking it seriously so it makes it kind of fun and i agree with you like i, I like the design of the Spiderhead compound so what it is it's like a, an open prison so basically they they sign up for this program volunteer for these drug tests and they get to go to this prison on this island which has like an open door policy where you have a bedroom instead of a prison cell you can go to the kitchen and have it's almost like a commentary even on like uh offices and like it feels like how offices are prisons where we're like but you can have some nice food and the boss wants to to be your friend yeah (laughs) and the boss wants open door policy you can come talk to me whenever you want is like oh but we give you all this stuff so you should do whatever i tell you even severance right like Like yeah severance is a great thing severance is much better Better. it's much smarter (laughs) yeah it's much smarter than this movie but because this movie is is kind of dumb or silly is like it it makes it kind of enjoyable it makes it that kind of perfect movie that netflix almost should be making which is that kind of mid-budget mid-range big actors but like mildly enjoyable movie that you probably won't remember in like a year but you had a good time watching it on a friday night or a saturday night with your partner or your friend or whoever's over maybe you're over share play maybe on, by on... yourself matt maybe you're just a yeah. lonely weirdo that's also fine too because i still think i would laugh at this movie if i was by myself so like i just i had a pretty good time with it like i don't have like a ton to say but yeah like, it's it, just
1: it's one of those films that like literally kind of evaporates once you've seen it but i will take this any day of the week over red notice or, yeah. or the old guard and 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 at least it kind of entertains you while you're watching it. And it's kind of like spoiler alert, the perfect three-star movie in a lot of ways where it never really overstays its welcome, but also it is just so silly. And like, to your point with like the, the, the office stuff, like this could almost be like, I, you could swap out, directors and have someone like mike judge come in and, and who yeah office space because in a lot of ways i feel like chris hemsworth reminds me a little bit of gary cole's character the sure. office boss as well who's almost weirdly apathetic but comical in how he's just like yeah i'm, I'm gonna be your friend or buddy but yeah how uh, he still, treats Mar-
0: is it mark or uh, it jeff jeff and jeff. steve okay. jeff and yeah. steve steve and jeff yeah. in this together <laughs> oh but the yeah, way yeah. that
1: like Basically, these characters are, are, again, manipulated by Hemsworth, but the way that Hemsworth is almost like pretending that there is this kind of illusion of free will, where it's like, you don't have to do this, but... You kind of have
0: to. <laughs> yes, exactly. And sorry, I wasn't talking about Jeff Miles Teller's character. I was talking about his, like, second in command guy. Oh, Mark. Uh, yeah. Mark's so guy. that is Mark. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I even love that relationship of just, like, again, a subtle a commentary genius. on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like, and even good people who will do bad things because of certain reasons and, and stuff like that. But I do real. it is kind of a, a satire on workplace. It's kind of trying to make a commentary on, you know, pharmaceutical companies and prisons and, and, and things like that. Um, But I, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, it's very surface level on that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it, it weirdly works. I don't know. Like, there are times like they play it so straight that there are moments that are really dark, like really, really dark. But I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. But for some reason, it's funny. Like there's a thing about a Walmart parking lot that is horrible. It's a horrifying thing. It is horrifying, but because it's It's a Walmart parking lot, (laughs) yeah, because it's a Walmart parking lot, and that it's so dark, like where they go, go and just it's like you said, it's delivered with such gravitas that I was just like, it it becomes funny, and it like almost shouldn't be funny because what they're talking about are horrible things. Um, whether they're mistakes or just, you know, stupidity and things like that and why these people are in prison, but like, and even these drugs and the things that they're doing to these prisoners are horrifying, like they're horrible, but because the silly names like darken flocks and the bad dialogue and like, and stuff like that, like, <clears throat> it just kind of makes it like, I, you don't know how to feel at times, but then you end up kind of enjoying it because you're laughing and you're like, am I? are they in on the joke here or am i laughing at this movie yeah and and, and,
1: like- and i do think like if i do like i mean it is a really silly movie but like i think one criticism that I have when it comes to actually maybe having something that challenges you a little but is that yeah. the, the, the two kind of leads here, the heroes, Miles Teller and, and, and journey Smollett's characters. And don't they're, draw
0: things on etch sketches. Yeah,
1: exactly. And zoom in on it. Uh, cause, cause your boss cause will everyone, find out because you can basically see a mile he's away a, from He's happening. a genius. Though. He's a genius. No, what I was going to say with those characters is their backstory. The reason why they're prisoners, yeah. it kind of feels like, okay, yeah, they did something Wrong, but they're not monsters, sure. or they're not horrible people. Where that's I what think- I
0: meant by like the accidents, but like yeah, you made yeah. a horrible. They're still not. You made a bad life choice, decision, but you
1: didn't. You yeah. didn't. There's no premeditation or there's no like you're not a serial killer or something like yes, that like I yeah. think that could have actually been more interesting where it's like who are you going to root for the pharmaceutical capitalist asshole or the, or the person killer. that butchered yeah. 30 people and like pitting those two against each other it's like is which more one interesting. which yeah. is the lesser of two evils I think yeah and, and with Miles Teller you know, like obviously, with the exception of him, kind of with that one magazine article, is a very likable on screen presence and, um, is very sympathetic. And so is Journey Smollett. And like, you, you kind of are on their side, even when they reveal the darker parts of who they are. And, like, and again, to your
0: point, they're very sympathetic in the even in the crimes that they committed. Yeah. There are more things that you could go, oh, you made a horrible mistake, or even if you were fucked up or whatever it's just like yeah that's a little bit more like it's not an excuse but it's still no not not at all but it is more sympathetic for your lead characters which I could see them wanting instead of it being a little bit more challenging like you're saying yeah it makes them more redeemable than than, yes exactly where, where
1: where where Hemsworth even though there's something about his character that actually is kind of sad as well, and also kind of lends into why he's probably listening to Super Tramp and Roxy music yes, and Thomas yeah. Dolby. But, but soundtrack it's, is killer. It's it's, great. it's it's literally dad rock, the soundtrack. Like, like I will listen
0: to this soundtrack. Your dad and
1: people that <laughs> yeah. do not listen to anything past 1989.
0: There's Michael this. McDonald. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, yeah. I mean, well, the Super like, Tramp song yeah. is
1: amazing. Roxy music's more than this, which was also used better and more beautifully and, and lost in translation um, is it's such a great song that like you can put it in anything and it'll make it better. Um, I mean, yeah. I love that album Avalon anyways, but yeah, it's just like one of those things where, you know, you watch this movie and you think like, Oh, I could see maybe not even a better version, but a, just a more engaging version of this movie. If it really wanted to try to do some things that were less, um mainstream or accessible but this is purely again you know we're talking about this with light year i think it's entertainment first and foremost
0: i agree and i think that's where some of the you know silly script things come in we mentioned an etch etch a sketch but it does a lot of the like (laughs) another toy story reference it does a lot of like hey, don't forget this item. It's coming back later. <laughs> it's like throughout the whole movie or like little things that, you know, classic screenwriting check offs like, sketch Yes, the classic screenwriting things. But like, you know, I think both of us prefer a movie that trusts its audience aren't morons and kind of lets you figure out either with the characters or doesn't have to spoon feed you everything. And and understands that you'll probably figure things out because I mean, I don't know about you, Eric, but most of the stuff that they showed later, I'm like, yeah, I got it. Well, you don't need to like, you don't need to do that.
1: It's even funnier when it's like Chris it Hemsworth's character doesn't understand yeah. until it's like the writing is on the wall or yes. on the etch of sketch in this case where it's like, dude, you didn't know this already <laughs> about these two. You're characters. supposed to be a genius, they're, bro? Like, you don't have to be a genius to see that. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. you. Like, there. It's like right there, that chemistry. And like, you weren't manipulating or using that before. And it's like, oh, I didn't know this about these two. Yeah. Now I, I didn't-
0: <laughs> I didn't write down all the drug names, but flocks was the one that that stood out. Yeah, and, and they, I felt like like, vol, I,
1: like there's like vocab or vo, or Volok,
0: which oh, is like yeah. it enhances your vocabulary. One's like loving stuff or whatever. <laughs> like I don't, like I don't know. That but would like, be a good name for a drug. Lovin' stuff. Um, me and you were like the only ones I feel like audibly laughing, and we kind of sometimes egg each other on when we're sitting beside each other. And I know that our senses of humor are pretty similar. But like, um, I remember audibly fucking cackling at one of the Dark and Phlox lines and just being like, man, I don't know if I like this movie or if it's horrible. But then I ended up being like, I think I kind of like it. But and, and I go back to Fresh again for people who saw Fresh where you have a charismatic psycho in a compound doing horrible things. Who also listens, to, listens to 80s, 80s music. To like, yeah, who listens to 80s music. And I feel like those two movies have more in common and they're both just for entertainment purposes. One's super dark probably darker which is and fresh and takes itself but like,
1: way too uh, seriously because it's trying to yeah. be something more than just the genre it's playing yes
0: in. yeah yeah where this kind of is a little bit more on the side of knowing what it is. Yeah. Um. But I liked them almost. I, I think I'll give both movies a three. I think yeah. I gave Fresh a three where I'll also give this a three for very different reasons, but also very similar reasons. So like Fresh was all over the place. And I was like, I've never been so conflicted on a movie because there's a lot I didn't like, but a lot I did like. Where this movie, I'm like, I think it knows what it is. And that's why I kind of like it. Uh. But then also plays it so straight and that's kind of why i like it so yeah i'm gonna give the movie a three like i think it is a you know like you said an entertaining kind of friday night saturday afternoon even movie and it's not something you're gonna be like you gotta fucking watch spiderhead man it's from the guy who did top gun maverick and like i feel like people might see his name now and he wasn't an unknown name but like top gun maverick kind of fucking rocketed him into the stratosphere when it comes to like gigantic fucking movies where like everyone is like oh that joseph kaczynski guy that just directed top gun like maybe not everyone thinks that way but it is a good time to be dropping this movie and i feel like people it will be a little jarring for people because it's so different even though the filmmaking is there like you're saying but um it's just such a it's it's hard to imagine that these are from the same person
1: yeah it it, it is kind of you know like a, a steven soderbergh thing or like I, I don't know if it's one for them or one for him but like in a yeah. weird way it, it kind of is like oh you know he made this during the pandemic as well and it's a smaller isolated movie so you can you know basically have a smaller cast and crew you know take some time to quarantine and then shoot this thing and and probably didn't take that long compared to top gun which there's a probably a lot more moving parts from pre-production to post where this is kind of almost like you know just get it done in like a couple weeks kind of thing or a month at most and like you know there is some post-production effects that aren't great but at least like it's not kind of like heavy in, in that way so it's like okay like we don't really have to worry too too much um i think the the, the best special effect in this movie is mile teller's uh uh covid or pandemic mullet that kind of kept i kept yeah. thinking of like he could be like the Pretty young version mullet, of kenny yeah. powers or something yeah, like yeah it was
0: a great mullet
1: but yeah great it's mullet. it's a three-star film and it's like one of those yeah. movies where like again i don't think it overstays its welcome either like it's at it's at that perfect running length of like, like
0: 140 or something yeah like and
1: like it's entertaining enough mm-hmm. to keep you interested and like if you're on netflix and you're flipping through looking for something to watch and you don't have anything in mind and you like you see a preview for this and you're like oh it's got you know thor and whiplash yeah. in this thing um i'll watch this you know and 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 yeah like it's 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 perfectly serviceable entertainment um that is just really goofy and it, yeah it just it's it's a basic it, friday night to yeah. sunday afternoon kind of thing like a weekend exactly. watch
0: exactly exactly um, thank you all for listening or watching. We really do appreciate it. Go check out Eric's interview with Joseph Kaczynski over on Rogers TV. I don't know when it's going up, but just search for that. He'll post about it on social. Oh, yeah. Um, we also have some more content that we would love for you guys to check out right now. Uh, light year should be up for you guys to listen or watch our review, spoiler free for uh, the man, not the toy. Uh, um, we should have some interviews uh, uh, with some crew from Lightyear, some Canadian crew. So go check that out on the main Untitled Movie Podcast channel, as well as a new draft should be up there. Uh, I keep calling it a draft lately, but whatever. Because well, we haven't recorded
1: uh, an episode a in a while, lately. so yeah, like our new, first episode new episode is up.
0: Yeah, is up. Go check that out. I'm off to Croatia for a couple of weeks, so content should be sporadic. You know, we just came back from a month and a half break and I'll be gone for three weeks. But all that stuff should be going out in the first couple weeks of me being gone and then I'll be back before you know it. So uh, head over to Untitled Underscore Movies for everything over on Letterboxd. It's probably your best one-stop shop for all our video reviews as well as all of our reviews to the podcast versions and our star ratings and different things like that uh as always my name is matt roerbeck you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all those social medias at matt roerbeck
1: and i'm eric Marchand. you can find more of my video reviews on RogersTV.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211 mm.
0: until next time
1: <laughs> don't forget to darken flocks